0: scissors into a snare. On the corner, a street sweeper swept with a theatricality that transformed his duty into modern dance. On Mojo Road, a flock of girls double-dutched, pigtails bouncing, the rope cracking at lightning speed, while the three in the middle danced in the air, never touching the ground. They seemed to be levitating, But those ropes were moving so fast it was difficult to tell exactly what was going on. Maybe the ropes were whipping up a mini sonic boom that created a pocket of air that the girls could surf for a moment, like an invisible magic carpet. That made no sense. But what he saw made no sense either. Six and seven year old girls in rainbow colored tights with ropes zipping under their bent legs eight, nine, ten times before they touched the sidewalk. They touched down less from gravity than from boredom, as if they'd been just hanging out in the air. He checked into his hotel, the Copacetic on Cool Street, then walked from Nappy Lane to Gravy Ave to Cornbread Boulevard. The sidewalks were 40 to 50 feet wide, and the streets were abuzz with all-age mini festivals of hair braiding, marble shooting, bubble blowing, puddle stomping, roller skating, faithful preaching, God's coming, mommies strolling, babies toddling, groceries spilling, lots of flirting, and gossip flying. On Buku Boulevard, the vinyl mobile crept by, offering old albums for a few dollars, and children poured from homes to chase it as children elsewhere chase ice cream trucks. The Washateria on Badass Avenue had its own DJ so you could dance while you dried. And it made perfect sense that in a world where bad means good, the traffic signals used green for stop and red for go. On Eyrie Way and Down Home Drive, he found flowers leaping up through the sidewalks. They were American beauties and African violets, more vibrant, fragrant, and giant than any he'd ever seen. He bent and saw their roots were buried beneath the concrete. The flowers had confronted the pavement and punched through it, undeterrable in their desire to get closer to the sun. Bent low, he could see the little speakers that had been built into the sidewalks all over town. First he heard Sachmo think to himself, what a wonderful world. Then Bob spoke of redemption songs. Then James proclaimed he was black and he was proud. There was an easy vibe to the place, as if everything in the world were possible, and there was all the time in the world to do it. For Soul City minutes were ninety seconds long. Cadillac tried to scribble a few words that would capture the scene, but nothing came. Chapter 2 At the corner of Ebony and Mecca, Cadillac found the biscuit shop. He knew they had supernaturally good biscuits. He didn't know they had a DJ and people danced as they ate their biscuits when he walked in prince was talking about a lady cab driver and there was a full-blown party going on even though or maybe because it was friday afternoon someone screamed that the roof was on fire and a couple jumped up on top of a table to dance An ancient-looking woman came trembling from behind the counter, her pace so much slower than the high-slung rhythm of the party that she seemed like a superimposed freeze-frame. She was golden-brown and paper-thin with silvery hair and Coke bottle glasses, leaning for dear life on an ornately carved cane, a thick wool shawl clinging to her shoulders. She looked as sweet as any cookie-bacon grandmother who ever lived. Then she opened her mouth. "'Get the fuck down from there,' she croaked. "'Y'all think y'all at home?' "'Sorry, Grandmama,' they said. Their heads bowed. They jumped down, but the party went on. As Cadillac waited in line, he looked at the photos that covered the walls. There was Grandmama with Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker, the men young, sweaty, and clearly brimming with thoughts. There was Grandmama beside Martin Luther King, Ralph Ellison, Langston Hughes, Marcus Garvey, Zora Neale Hurston, Joseph.